to the Beef Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we're going to discuss an article that appeared in the In the Cattle Markets newsletter. This can be found at the Livestock Market Information Center website. The title of the article we're going to discuss today, High Culling Continues to Occur. To have a conversation about this, I'm joined today by the author, Dr. Elliot Dennis, who's a professor and extension livestock economist at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me again, Aaron. Well, Dr. Dennis, in this article, you highlight what's going on in terms of coal cows and the number of cows that are being harvested, what's happening with ground beef prices, what's happening with prices in terms of coal cows on the rail. I just walk through us big picture wise, what are some of the things you're observing in terms of what you see in the data and how that might shape how we think about where the cow herd's headed? Yeah, so big picture is ground beef prices are still pretty high for consumers to pay. Um, imports are down, which means we're going to be pulling more from the the basically our cow herd, both on the beef side and the dairy side. And then uh, on the farm side, you know, we have still a lot of heifers going into feed yards. And so when we talk about, you know, how high prices can go in the future, we really have to start with how many feeder cattle are we going to have available? And that really starts with our, our breeding stock. And so I think the article was saying, looking, there's a lot of factors that could pull cows forward and have more slaughter occur and more harvest. And so if we do, then the total feeder cattle supply next year will be a lot lower and prices could potentially go a lot higher than, than what we're predicting. Just to give some perspective on how these prices have changed, and I, I really like the graphs that you included, as we look at the five-year average, where prices were a year ago compared to where they are now for, for slaughter cows, there's been some significant trends up. Yeah, there, there really has been. And we often talk about seasonal you know, price variation. That just kind of tells us where we think prices should go. And, and generally on slaughter cow prices, we're peaking some, somewhere in July. Uh, and then we start to come down all the way through the rest of the year. Uh, this year has been uh, much different. Uh, rather than going down in July, we've continued to kind of just plateau at that, you know, about that 85, you know, anywhere between the 85 to $95, a hundred weight kind of range. And that's for an 85 to 90% lean cow. And so, you know, when we talk about like, why are those prices staying high? And it, and it has to do with, the boxed beef. That boxed beef price has normally peaks sometime in May or June. Uh, this is for the the cutter cow boxed beef, and pretty much from January till today, it's gone up. So we started out in January about one ninety five. Right now, it's about two forty five. Uh, so it's just continually going up, and it doesn't look like it's slowing down. As I mentioned, that that has a lot to do with our imports. Imports and, and cow slaughter tend to substitute for one another. So when we have high imports, we generally have low cow slaughter. And generally, when we have high cow slaughter, we have low imports. We're at a point where we're basically imports just dropped off. And so we're needing to kill a lot more cows than we would have liked to. And so that's what's pulling up that, that slaughter cow price right now. 
So what are some of the drivers for the drop in imports? I think that's really interesting in light of what, you know, the cold cow beef trimmings are worth in the United States. And then also uh, we've had a strong dollar recently, I guess, give some perspective as you see it. Why have beef imports dropped off? Yeah. So I think it goes back to where are we importing from? And we primarily import from uh, New Zealand, Australia, and Brazil. If we think about where they're at in their herd cycles, uh, Australia is rebuilding. And so they have less cows that they're wanting to kill. So that's going to hurt us. And, and as you mentioned, uh, what we talk about, the reason why we import is because we produce different products, but we produce them at different price points. And so when we talk about being able to import, it really depends on the price differential plus transportation. We still have some transportation issues, but that dollar is driving, you know, a lot of that and just herd dynamics within those countries that we primarily import from. One of the other things you mentioned in the article is just tracking heifers on feed as a percent of cattle on feed and what's happening with that. And no major signals yet that people are keeping more heifers back. Yeah, this is uh, when we talk about the cattle on feed report every quarter, they basically do kind of a, you know, a snapshot of the split of the basically steers and heifers that are on feed. And it gives us some indication of whether uh, we're continuing to expand or contract. And we're at about 40% of all the cattle on feed are heifers. And that has implications for beef production because of the different performance and gains that heifers have in feed yards, but it also has you know strong implications for what we're thinking about for herd expansion. That higher that number is, the fewer animals we have to put in our breeding herd and the fewer animals or eventually uh, feeder cattle will have. And so what we find is that, that that heifers on feed follows very closely with the cattle cycle when we tend to are wanting to expand, we reduce the number of heifers in feed yards and, and vice versa. So definitely a signal that, you know, at least for right now, not a huge difference. I think our real signal will be after we go through the fall run, what's that December heifer on feed? Um, if it's still high, that has very strong implications for the January cattle inventory report and really would limit supply moving forward. For folks who are interested, you can they can see the chart again at the Livestock Market Information Center in the Cattle Markets Newsletter. Uh, just the thing that gets my attention, we go back to 2015, uh, basically January of that year, we were looking at heifers on feed around 31% of cattle on feed. And right now, heifers on feed are pushing 40%. That's a pretty major difference. Yeah, it's very major. And, you know, it in 2013, we were at 36%. It's just a huge drop. And we have been putting a lot of heifers into the feed yard pretty much for the last two or three years. Since about 2019 is when we peaked out at about 39%. And so from about there, we've we've been anywhere between 38 and 40% of total cattle on feed that are heifers. And as we think about, you know, going downstream even further, we think these animals have to be coming from cow-calf operations. And so we can actually go down further and say, what percentage of the total auction receipts that we're seeing from the sale barns, direct to feedlots or direct to stalker operations and video auctions are actually heifers. And so when we see that, we, we can actually see that we are starting to decrease a little bit the total number 
but it's not pretty, it's not very substantial. Whereas when we're talking about in 2013, we went, went to about 40% to all of the cattle receipts for, for heifers to about 35%. And that occurred over about two or three years. We're at about, about 41% right now for the total uh, cattle auction receipts that are, that are heifers. So still a lot of heifers going through strong signals for cow slaughter to continue to occur. Uh, this fall is going to be a fall run is going to be extremely unique because I think we're going to see producers make the trade off of, I want to get out and get my money now because it's been hard the last couple of years to the producers who feel like I'm willing to hang on for a little bit and see where this market kind of takes me. Dr. Dennis, anything else you'd like to highlight on the article? The only thing is if you are choosing to stay in and keep your cows and keep heifers, just make sure you're you're actually calculating what needs to go right and what marking condition needs to occur in order to pay back that cow, as well as every time we retain that heifer, what's that costing me today versus what I feel I can get for them in the future. And so making sure we understand those situations that, that, were, that need to occur in order for us to get the prices we're expecting is really important because then that allows you to put a, a risk management strategy in place or just a production management strategy that minimizes some of that risk. And as always, people like myself and Aaron were more than happy to help with that and, and have those conversations with you. Dr. Dennis, thanks again for joining me today and for writing the article. Thanks for having me, Aaron. Well, for more information on the article that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I would encourage you to visit the Livestock Market Information Center website. Again, the title of the article, High Culling Continues to Occur.